Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. We got Pete back again, and this time we're going to keep on the Dark Horse train. We're going to keep talking about the unpopular masters. And if you're going to talk unpopular masters, you got to have unpopular people. And that's why we have Dixon and Wilson on today. <laughs> uh, what's going on, guys? Nothing much, man. Just here uh, admiring the Yoko card and looking forward to put it on the on the table. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. I'm just finishing painting for uh, the tournament in two days. Yeah, so you better, man. Happy. <laughs> yeah, so before we get into our talk here, we do have a couple things. First off, we are doing an in-real-life in uh, Malifaux tournament, and we're going to do that in Columbia, South Carolina on the 15th. Uh, I'm going to release this before the tournament because I realized some people want some driving listening. So I'm going to get this out before that tournament for anybody that's traveling. And I don't care if it is gas shortage. I don't care how much Waldo's trying to keep people away from my tournament. It's still going to happen. So I don't care if you got a bike there, get yourself there. So that's one thing we got going on. Uh, I also put out a cool article on ragequitwire.com about how to throw and organize events, how you can try to encourage people to come out uh, safely play games as this pandemic hopefully gets wrapped up. Uh, we also have a couple things that I want to shout out. A few of our patrons, just I like to do this every now and then, just thanking people that support the podcast. And I'm, I tell you what, I'm going to shout out, let's see here how many people we got here. I'm going to shout out three, four people. So these four people have been patrons of the Rage Quit Wire since 2018. So these people have been supporting the podcast. So we got Powell, who Powell's a, a Bayou boy like me. Got my buddy Nick, who Nick, I actually was on the last episode we did. We talked about his podcast for EDH, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, got Joshua Hatch, who's always fun to talk to. And finally, my buddy Joe Oliver. Lots of uh, support that we've gotten from him over the years. So I want to thank those people that have been hanging out with the Rage Quit Wire for three years now. It's hard to believe. Hard to believe. Thanks for the support. Help us keep the lights on. If you want to be a patron, go to patreon.com slash ragequitwire. So we're looking at our Dark Horse series, and it's kind of funny. We were going to talk about Jacob Lynch. And the reason why we didn't do that, because apparently the Capital City guys talked about him for some reason. I guess it just popped in their head the same time we were uh, thinking about ours. And I thought that would be dumb for us to do the same master. So one of Wilson's favorite masters is also what we would consider a dark horse, which is Yoko. So before we get into her specifically, Wilson, what is your opinion of it? Like, what is a dark horse? What do you think it is? How do you see dark horses used on the table? Dark horse for me is the army that the internet says is bad. <laughs> and uh, everyone thinks is useless. And also, typically people are unfamiliar with with that particular, in this case, master for M3E. Um, I like it because I like to prove people wrong. Yeah. And uh, I also like it because it is a distinct advantage when your opponent 
doesn't really understand what your what your master does. Yeah, I think that's the best part of a dark horse is you're looking at your opponent, they're kind of looking at your cards and they don't understand quite what's going on. And you're just looking at them like, you have no idea what's about to come your way. <laughs> Especially yeah. when you got a set up, it's good. Yeah, I think Yoko was a better pick for dark horse because uh, personally, my boy, he's really good. Lynch is amazing. He's, yeah. my, he's, he's my strongest master by far. Um, but 10 Thunders, the original reason I even started with the faction was Yoko. I just love the the aesthetic of the crew and, and how she looks, how her crew looks, what they do uh, was very appealing. Yeah, I was going to say, Wilson, I, I mean, I don't know how good of a painter you are, but are you good at painting the kimonos and stuff? Like, are you good with the flower designs? How much do you get into it? Uh, I got slightly in it, but I, I'm not like an amazing painter. Uh, I did like... Uh, for one of the geishas, I did a fan that was light blue, and then I did some little white cloudy things on it. Nice. Had a little bit of fun with that. <laughs> um, for her, I forgot what I did on her dress, but I I, I made some uh, for the little girl, for Chiyo. I mm -hmm. made like a tree with uh, pink petals on it nice. coming up from her gown. You know, from a distance, it looks cool. From close, it's yeah, like, that's, oh, that's okay. A, you know, from <laughs> arm's length, it's like, that looks good. That's all we need. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's the extent that I did on that. And I, I will encourage people not getting into the dark horse part yet. But, I mean, if you really enjoy, like, beautiful models and, like, a lot of freehand, her keyword is, like, perfect for people that love freehanding stuff on, like, cloaks and cloth. And it's a really, really good range that her keyword has. Yeah, I think the Malifaux models in general lend yeah. themselves to to that. I really enjoyed painting Hinamatsu. Oh, um, the, love the, her. the robes and it had like kind of multiple layers. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say, and I, I think this is also an interesting keyword because you have just, you have a lot of crossover there. I know Dixon and I specifically, like we, we play a lot of Hinamatsu because we both play Neverborn. And Hinamatsu is just a beast, just a wrecking ball. So anything that, you know, is Hinamatsu-esque, I mean, I, I haven't done it yet, but Dixon, I know you're excited always to play Hinamatsu as your uh, crew leader. Hell yeah. I mean, back in back in uh, GG1, where uh, we had um, that stupid, um, what was it, Public Enemies? Yeah. Hinamatsu uh, was public, actually public one of the... Yeah, it was one. Yeah, Hinamatsu was actually one of the stronger um, models to do. I believe the other one was Barbaros mm -hmm. because it was unexpected what you were going to bring. And both of us brought models that people were not expecting. For example, Barbaros brought two Matures and two Desolation Engines with upgrades. And Hinamatsu brings the Corphy. Yeah. And if you didn't have Anti-Demise, you just couldn't score more than two points off of the... And that's if you kill everything. If you literally kill every single model in the crew, that you get two points from the strategy. Yeah. So, so that's gotta, really good. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have some like pretty good models. And I think that was the biggest complaint that I heard about Hinamatsu's crew was that her crew is actually really good, but she actually sometimes was the one that was slowing it down. So before we get into kind of like, why you think it's a dark horse. I think it's important that we talk about the changes. So Wilson, you being the person that has played Yoko a lot, let's start off with first off, what does she do? And then we'll talk about the changes. So what is her general play style? Like what is she doing as a master? 
her her key thing is exhausting your opponent's hand. So uh, previously, she was really good at messing around with with uh, with summoners and uh, anyone who, who who counts on having a hand. Because I know some people like to trust the deck, the fate of the cards, or whatever. But once you have a full hand and your opponent is sitting with no cards, uh, it gives you a whole lot of control of the board. Well, I mean, right off the bat, she reduces your hand size to five, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. Yeah, or the Arcanist players cry because they're used to their seven. Everybody does, man. I mean, just think about as a Malifaux player, you only have five cards the whole game. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Some some masters suffer more from that than others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she has, I mean, does she have a lot of triggers and different abilities that like make you discard or pitch cards as well? The the triggers that she has, I say that the crew is more important for discarding cards. Mm -hmm. um, the triggers that she have benefit from any cards that are discarded by her. Um, her 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 newest rule which is the silent control is pretty damn cool. Uh, essentially, if, if she's within six inches of anyone in the crew and they want to activate, they have to discard a card. <laughs> and uh, that gives you the, the ability to draw a card on top of that. So not only are they discarding card, you're drawing one. So it helps your hand uh, become stronger. So that's, that's almost like, a reverse almost of uh, what Pandora does there. Right. It's like, but you get rid of the card. Exactly. Instead of you in, in Pandora's case, if you're the, if you're playing Pandora, you're discarding a resource yeah. in order to stop them from activating someone within six inches. In Yoko's case, mm -hmm. your opponent is discarding a resource to activate something that ideally they would want to, yeah. Um, put early, so so Yoko becomes more of a frontline uh, harasser, really. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I wouldn't call her a beater by any means, but she can harass the opponent, and her new triggers are are pretty amazing. I was gonna say with calm demeanor, and I think she got a new trigger that lets her draw cards too. She's actually by herself drawing a decent amount of cards. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is her 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 backroom dealings. Um, help because you're forcing your opponent to discard cards, which makes you draw cards. And then on top of that, you're drawing another card. So hand, your hand is never a problem of running out of cards. Yeah. And so much so that I actually uh, ordered Misaki since people are starting to embrace the dual master um, concept. <laughs> Misaki and Yoko, it's, I think it's going to be a pretty deadly combo. It's going to be gross. Yeah, yeah. You, you, oh, you, oh, you don't have any cards in your hand now. Okay, Misaki comes out. Execute, execute, execute. Yeah, that can be. Yeah, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 seems like something that I would like to do. It's it's kind of mean, but I'd like to try it. So we haven't talked about this yet, and I want to get your both your opinions real quick on it. So the way that Masters have double Masters has kind of changed with the new errata. Basically, if you're going to declare a double Master, you both declare your normal Master, but then there's an extra step now where you have to declare, okay, did you bring a second Master? Okay, we reveal at the same time. So what do you guys think about that change as far as double Masters goes? Honestly, I don't think it fixes the problem. You don't think so? 
I don't. I mean, it allows for people to have a better say, but it's still. I I just I don't like double masters. I don't like that option to try to break the game by ruining you know theme. Yeah, it does sacrifice the theme a lot. Um, I will say it is a step though, because at least now I can see that, and now I know. Okay, in my crew, there are certain models that I just can't bring with that second master. So it is better than what it was. I'll, I will say that. What do you think, Wilson? Besides your gross combo? Yeah, um, <laughs> I think as a separate format, it, it, it's it's workable. Um, if you're playing a dual master tournament. People will go to the dual master tournament ready for that in their mind. That's a good point. To have it as a free for all, and then you're kind of dumped that second master when you're trying to come in and having a single master game. It's rough. It's rough. Like I, I'm. We're playing a dual master now in Vassal, and my first round I went solo markets. And if it wasn't for for a black red Joker swing and then some unfortunate luck, I, I would have. I could have won that game. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that's that's a really good point, and that's some of the stuff I talked about in that Rage Quit Wire article. That I think TOs, as we start to do these events, the first event that I decided to do, technically I'm going to allow it because I'm like, yeah, bring your toys. I'm not going to limit it. It's our first tournament, essentially coming back out. Uh, but I will say, moving forward, if I'm the TO, people can probably anticipate it just being a solo master event, just because I don't know. It, it seems more fun to me. It seems more. I don't want to say fair because that's probably the wrong word. And Malifaux is all about cheating anyways. <laughs> so, but that's just, I'm, I'm pretty spiteful about it. That's for sure. Yeah. I think, I think it's a good once in a while format. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I always talk about infinity because that's, that's one of my other games. We do 400 points. We'll do 300 points. We'll mix it up do an escalating. We'll mix it up and you must have a tag. You know, it's, it's just yeah. to spice it up a little bit for fun. So, so looking at her as being a dark horse, and I think even though with her changes, I think a lot of people would probably say that, you know, she's probably still a dark horse. I don't know if a lot of people are going to bring her with the new changes. Uh, we're going to see what you think as far as this goes. But what makes her a good dark horse, do you think, Wilson? What are some things that her and her crew, when when we look at the new season, how are her and her crew going to really surprise people? What are some things that like she's really good at that people should be aware of? Her, her well... She, well, let's start with her. She has a lot of built-in triggers. She has a trigger for everything on Riddles in the Dark, which means you'll always have a good card for her to use. Her, mm -hmm. her attacks are stat seven and six, which means you're you're typically in a, in a in a good situation. Your willpower attacks too. Yeah, they're all against willpower, so uh, it it impacts your opponent. Um, and I feel like her new card makes her more consistent, right? So I'm, I'm looking at her new card. She has riddle in the, Riddles in the Dark. She's within six inches of all your opponents. She puts on Riddles in the Dark once or twice, giving some very fabulous effects with her triggers. And then you use a tactical action to obey a model with Distracted 2. Just do it. Will that be used for attacks? My thoughts initially are I'm going to use that to drop a scheme marker where I need to drop it for um, for one of the schemes. Uh, make so their bets. I think there's something important with that you need to talk about, Wilson, with We Own You, because mm -hmm. that's an obey, but it's different than normal obeys because you can do bonus actions, right? 
Yep, yep. It's it's not restricted to any kind of action, um, except that it cannot. It, it must take a non-charge action. I'm getting triggered already. Non-charge. No, I, uh, <laughs> I was say, didn't you have an experience, uh, Dixon, where one of your models used its bonus action to kill itself or something? Oh my god! Is All that right, Teddy? is that Teddy? <laughs> Uh, no, no, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was Hamlin. I was, uh, I had a, a rat king within three inches of Hamlin and he got owned into eating Hamlin for free. No, no resistance. Yep. yep. I was just like, uh, what? (laughs) Excuse you. (laughs) I, I hate to give it up to the Neverborn players, but don't play Teddy versus Yoko. I Teddy did it. Will eat things. I did it. It was okay. <laughs> I, it worked out. <laughs> the new, the new Yoko? Yeah, don't you remember? I just like kept them more than three inches away from anything that I loved. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you didn't bring Baby Cade? Oh, I did. I just literally never used their abilities. Okay, they just did their thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, once I realized what was happening, I just like, all right, Teddy, go into the wild and do your thing. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. And you're only going to catch like a person once with it, but it's going to, so some people look at this as like gotchas are bad, but I'm sorry when you make somebody like eat their own model, it, I'm just like, I'm sorry, but I had to show you. <laughs> yeah. I, I've actually uh, pulled that off once or twice. It, it's pretty brutal. Um, and on top of that, the, we own you on the right trigger gives her two pass tokens which I think I think a lot of people underestimate leverage. Dixon, you you can chime in on this, but oh hell I, yeah, I, I found myself using leverage on a defensive as defensive tech, uh, Pete, rather me, than uh, offensive tech. So so Wilson and I we played the evolving crap out of Yoko before she was like this. Yeah, good. before the buff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was like we were like okay, she may have some play. She has to hunt down like low models and stuff. Blah blah blah. Right after turn two, if I reveal one of my scheme. I never had activation, and he had plus flips on all defense and attacks if he wanted to. Hmm. That's how powerful leverage is. Because every single model he has that has the, the leverage key has uh, puts in a pass token to the pool. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, a lot of models have that. I mean, Hinamatsu has that, right? So, I mean, that is what it is. But I think that in a tournament setting especially, people usually are more likely to reveal those schemes early. So I think it's very feasible that you're getting leverage, you know, turn turn two, three pretty easily. Yes. I mean, I try. I tried really hard to try to push it off to like turn three before because I would try to kill her first if possible. Mm-hmm. But it's so much harder now because of the combination between calm demeanor and silent control. I already played against her a few times. Like my, my first game with against both Yoko was against Plague. <laughs> and it was a practice game for round one, and we tied because he overcorrected with Yoko, right? Mm-hmm. But then I took Yoko and I started playing with her. Dude, calm demeanor in silent control when done well, like not yeah, it's you know, good. It's so hard to deal with. Yeah, I, believe I did it, it too. Like I literally, I played Tony Ironsides against Yoko, just Tony Ironsides against Yoko, and. There was a point that I just stopped. I stopped discarding cards and just said, "Fuck it, just pick my my activation. I don't give a fuck anymore." And these every time I discard a card, you draw a card, and it just hell. Fuck this. <laughs> oh yeah, she so definitely just gives she gives you headaches. I mean, it was bad before when it was played well, 
-hmm. but now there's more tools in the box that can just make her even a bigger headache. So it's just, I, yeah, when you see her dropped, you got to just, you got to read the card and mentally prepare yourself to get, you know, mind fucked there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, with her before she had the ability to do, you know, multiple obeys uh, a turn in the right, in the right situation. But like I said before, it was feast or famine, right? So if, uh, if she's the third activation and my, my opponent's done thrown away five of their cards or four of their cards, you know, then she can obey things. If my yeah. opponent holds on to the cards, she does what? Um, okay. She looks at your hand. She makes you discard two cards. And then maybe she does two points of damage here and two points of damage there. Dude, backroom dealings infuriates me. And, <laughs> and the fact that you are not even like, I, I, come on, you got to say some of the tricks. Like backroom dealings mixed in with riddles in the dark makes me, you know, cry blood. It's just, just admit it. Just <laughs> <laughs> what what people what people underestimate is the combination of her and Chijo. Oh um, my lord! Because <laughs> if Chijo is within six inches of her, she she finds a low low uh, willpower minion, and she goes, "Okay, discard. You know, let me see your hand. Oh, you have a two thirteens. Discard those two thirteens. Okay, Yoko now draws a card, and now oh. you have." potentially a shittier hand right and i know what's in your what's in your hand and then yoko makes the decisions on what her activation is going to be based on what she knows is in the hand i will tell you that the i, I don't know how you pronounce it is it chio is that her name but yeah. i have never wanted to hit a little girl more than when i played that <laughs> and she has disguise that's like the most infuriating part she and she, like, she has stealth and stuff. Uh, yeah. Just she just girl. goes into a fucking corner of the map and goes like, "If I cross the midline, I'm gonna start fucking with you." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because of that reason, though, she's pretty decent. Like just throwing, like going around, maybe doing a scheme or something, or you know, throwing a scheme marker down. Yep. Uh, and if you don't pay attention to her, she's gonna get points, which is good for a totem. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. And two pass tokens. So start of turn two, if you've managed to get Chiyo over, you have two pass tokens automatically. And those have value, both for, for table control and the potential need for a positive flip if your hand isn't looking as healthy as you like. Yeah. On the, on, and again, I use it defensively. I rarely use it on an offensive attack. Yeah, so looking at the rest of this crew, as I'm kind of just flipping through some of these cards, it looks like that there's a couple of strategies and schemes that they definitely work really well into. And I think one of those has got to be corrupted ley lines, right? Because there's so many lures that you can throw out and just repositioning. And it seems like they'd be pretty good at that. You want to yeah. tell them about the uh, the geisha that started pulling people off of every single one? Because I remember that game. <laughs> Geishas are gross, man. It, dude, it was dumb because it was like, if it wasn't Geisha, it was a fucking, it was Hinamatsu. If it wasn't Hinamatsu, then he fucking, I forgot what it was, but like something else was moving me. I can't remember. Um, Bill, Bill, Bill has uh, bring it. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, so in my in my go to list, we have Hinamatsu, which has the lure. Mm -hmm. We have not not bring it. He has challenge. That's I think that's what you're thinking about. Yeah, challenge, challenge, and 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 he can knock things off of with his regular attack. He pushes things two inches away. <laughs> you're coming with me. Yeah, yeah. So he has a lot of. Uh, a lot of pushes and it's a lot of pushing and, and luring. I, I kind of stay away from the geisha 
unless I know my my opponent's coming dead into my into my ranks. Yeah. Then I just keep her a little bit behind, and then once their beater goes, I bring the geisha into two inch range, and then essentially they're on their negatives they're against negative. all my willpower attacks. And they're dirt cheap. I think it's like four points. They're four points. So if they die, who gives a shit? They're like, oh no, you killed my four point fucking model. Yeah, yeah, they're four points for uh, a lure and the distraction. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, this is, yeah. yeah. And they have leverage too, so it's an additional pass token after your opponent reveals the scheme. Yeah, I really love the silent control because it's very fluffy. You know, um, <laughs> she she controls the brothel, and uh, she has pictures of uh, your wild guys getting nasty with, with some <laughs> some, uh, some some tanuki action, oh. and uh, now she owns the wild guys. You know, whatever the case may be. That is so gross. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I mean, how good are... Oh, this this puppet has a lure, too. I was going to say the Bunraku. How much do you like bringing those? Because they do have, like, crit strike and risky maneuver and apparently a lure for some reason. Yeah, I it, when, when I did take them, I, I typically take them in a pair. And then they just pretty much pull everything forward <laughs> for the first turn. And then... In the second turn, something's luring it away from their crew, and then they're all jumping it. And, and <laughs> they just go really, stabby stab. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome because they can just do the risky maneuver and then do whatever scheme you need to do. They're pretty versatile. The armor is helpful, so yeah, the, I, they're they're good. They're good. I I only bring them in, in uh, scheme pools that require a lot of scheming and and mobility. Yeah, they're they're because they're move six too, so. I mean, that's good because you got three inches of movement, six inches of movement, and another. So, I mean, you can go, what, 15 inches a turn then if you really want to? Yeah. No, like the most infuriating. No, there's two things that infuriate me about fighting against these guys. Because they, they die if you concentrate on them, but you can't miss because they have something called disappear. So, like, if you shoot them, I, I did make the mistake the first time that I shot them. And they fucking were like, all right, I I cheat high enough, and I go, eh, fine, I'm not going to cheat high enough. And they go, okay, now I'm defense seven. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, I'm defense seven now. So you're, what? Uh, fuck! <laughs> yeah, you can't miss that first attack. Yeah, you have to consist, like, you can kill them because they're only six health, but armor one makes you have to, like, hit them twice. So you can't yeah. miss the first. So, I mean, we talked about corrupted ley lines a little bit, but is there any other either strat or schemes that you really... When you see it in the pool, you're like, okay, I, I think I want to bring the quiet or the chi and gong. Um, ley lines is the easy one. Yeah. Uh, depend if if there's a scheme heavy pool, I would probably take them into um, the one where you have to grab the the markers. Turf four. Turf four. No, You're talking about the one where you push through or break through, not break through. Um... Symbols of authority. Um, oh. Okay. Gotcha. I think for symbols, uh, she has some some capability. Um, one that's when you one play thing, the Bunraku. That's when you play the Bunraku and you bring in a Dawn Serpent, okay. and then you and then you have Bill basically running interference with his two inch melee, and uh, the Dawn Serpent combines really well with with Yoko in, in a pinch. You can pretty much either a with the right trigger. You do the uh, 
the Dawn Serpent's Rising Dawn. So everyone within six inches discards a card or goes gets burning one. So picture picture five models around your master and then you drop the Dawn Serpent. Okay. You don't want to discard a, a card? Okay, you gain burning. You discard a card? Okay, I I I, I draw a card. You know, it's, <laughs> bad it, things happen. It's it's a win. It's a win win. And the Dawn I, Serpent is so fast. Well, dude, oh the Dawn God. Serpent also has counter spell. So Bruh. if you want to declare a trigger, you got to discard, and then you're doing. No, no, no. He just he told me something that gave me PTSD. I remember Dawn Serpent being at one life because it has hard to kill. Starting his activation, Rising Dawn, healing back to like six. Yep. And I was just like, fuck, oh, shit, fuck. Yeah, my buddy Scott has done that to me a few times. That's oh, why my whenever God, I so see perfect. the Dawn Serpent, I'm like, I'm just killing it because I'm so infuriated by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but add, uh, add Yoko's little little advantage there with her yeah. um, calm calm demeanor. And it's, it can be tough. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it, so that's the thing. You already have models because, I mean, Yoko by herself has Serene Continents. So you're using resources just to do your normal attacks, but then you have to discard to even think about doing your normal attacks and all the other just layers of just silliness that they've included now. Yeah, I think Dixon had mentioned dropping Tannen into her crew. And uh, I've, oh, been, I've been um, thinking about that. So that's one of the things that Plag did to me that I was surprised. He brought in Tannen. He brought in Tannen and Misaki from Auto Keyword. Yeah. And I was super shocked. I'm like, I asked him, why did you bring Tannen? He's like, why wouldn't I? It literally does everything that Yoko wants. And he's right. Like, between Betrayer, or not Betrayer. Yeah, yeah. Betrayal. Between Betrayer, which makes you discard cards whenever you cheat, uh, Tannen's boring conversation aura, and Delirium, he made me want to quit a couple of times. <laughs> like, I had to kill that son of a Like, as soon as I had the opportunity, I was just like, all right, window slam this shit onto him. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of one uh, of the problems, though. It's like there's so many annoying models in this keyword and in what, what she wants to do that I think that's, that's problematic. you got to be very selective in what you are trying to take down. Otherwise, you're wasting just a ton of resources. Well, that is also mixed in that she has a lot of killers. So, like, she has yeah, half half killers, half annoying as shit. And, like, you have to play a, a game of, like, can you get past all this taxing that I'm doing to you before my killers get you? Yeah. 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 And it's how, hard. How about how about the annoying killer, the charm water? My favorite. I hate it's that the model. best. I, I honestly think it's the best minion in fucking uh, Ten Thunders. I know a lot of people are going to say the samurai exists. But for real, if you look at that charm order a little bit longer, you're gonna see so many good things. With with Yoko, he 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 works so good. Oh God, so so good. It's like it's just money. You you jinx something twice. You do chaos theory. You've now set 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 up your target for who's gonna die from Bill and Hinamatsu. If chaos theory, it's it's chaos theory, right? Sometimes yeah. it goes off big time. And sometimes it doesn't do anything, but and the I mean, demise, eats, the demise control, that that alone. Yeah, that's a big part, dude. It eats so many cards out of the opponent's deck. It's so disgusting. Chaos theory alone, I've seen it eat like six to eight cards out of somebody's deck. Like, yeah. I hate, yeah, I hate Jinx for the shady dealings more than anything because it kind of forces me to have to like do a scheme as fast as possible against her when you don't want that because you're giving up activation control immediately after you do a scheme. 
So you kind of want to do a scheme on turn three and then fight just four and five for yeah. the schemes. But yeah, it's no, so hard. And, and and if you feel like your opponent's deck was light in the beginning of the round, you wait until it's towards the end of the round, you activate the Charm Water, you get rid of Red Jokers, you get rid of face cards. <laughs> Jesus, and, yeah. And, and that's when it hurts the most, when you're like, okay, Chaos Theory, and they're like, okay, I discard 10 cards, five of those are face cards. Oh, shit. You know, it's like... <laughs> Oh man! And there's no resist. That's the other thing. There's no fucking resist. So you're just like, all right, I'm surrounded by six models, I, I, and I see oftentimes it's only three. Let's say, let's say it's just three. That's still six cards out of your deck that you had no say. Just gone. And they can hurt you too, because she can just say, all right, I see most of the things that you have here are rams and tomes, so I'm gonna say crow, and then. You're flipping crows and taking two damage every single time, and there's no resist. It's unresistible damage. Yeah, and and the new the new summons um, rules makes the exorcism trigger actually worth something. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean the yeah, but I think it has. Hmm, I don't know how I feel about that because I almost feel like it has to be not having a resist just because it can whiff like so hard. Like you could just be like crow and then no crows show up. I mean, I guess. I mean, you're just salty because something bad happened to you one time. One a couple, time, a couple of times. <laughs> dude. Like every single, it became a thing. I had to like, I have to hunt down the charm orders every game, and sometimes he would put silent protector on them, and I would just hate life because with silent protector, they're very. Very, very hard to kill. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a good tech model, but then I mean, you would bring them in a lot of lists anyways, just to you know tech against something. But in her, I mean, in Yoko's kind of crew, they just kind of fit and make your life miserable. Yeah, yeah. perfect. If if I don't have an idea of what to take, I'll take two. They're, yeah. they're really, really good. All right. So looking at her crew, is there a, either a faction Wilson or is there specific masters where? You're, if you think your opponent's going to bring them, or if you see this faction, you're leaning more towards Yoko's crew. Um, really like her against summoners. Okay. Um, I think she has a lot of potential against uh, Explorer Society because of their low low willpower and and Bayou too. And picking on my Bayou. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> you have something with low leadership, and she just starts to really screw your hand fast. Yeah, yeah fast. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I was going to say anything that hates willpower, like Bayou just notoriously has like a really low willpower. <laughs> it's yep. just, I, I will say though, there are some models where you can surprise people with how well or how good their willpower is. I think I was playing against Chris the other day and I played a whiz bang list that had, um, had Alphonse in it. And he's like, all right, what's your willpower? I'm like six. He's like, how the hell is he a six? He's like this big drooling just <laughs> dude. Like maybe he's too stupid to care. He just he can't be fooled because he's too stupid. Oh dear. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was just funny. I mean, I still find it funny that like the average willpower of extra uh, resurrectionist Bayou and uh, explorers is four. That's the average willpower in that faction in those factions. But Bayou is notoriously bad against uh, willpower decks. Like yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah Bayou Bayou has some bullshit in there too. Well, yeah, the, bull, the bullshit is what gets around it, but yeah. that that's why every time I'm playing Bayou and I see like if I was looking at Bayou and I saw Wilson that you were bringing this crew, 
I just kind of shake my head for a minute and I'd kind of, you know, rub temples and be like, all right, how are we going to get out of this? And because no matter what I play, I know these lures are coming. I know that you're going to probably save cards that you're drawing to make sure the important lures go off. And then I'm going to be discarding and it's just, yeah, a lot of your stuff's going to go off and it's going to make me very frustrated. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, and then Matsu and Bill are going to make things even worse. Bill, Dude. Bill, Bill's synergy is so awesome because if, if you run out of cards and Bill challenges your biggest beater, you know, let's say you're a hooded rider. Oh, you want to hit everybody around you? Do you have cards to discard? Sorry, do you have the cards? Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. That, that's, that's actually happened more than once against, like, like me playing against Wilson in practice games. It, it was so, like, I have a Jorogumo. I'm about to attack. You have to discard a card, Dixon. <laughs> it almost reminds me of playing like playing Magic the Gathering and EDH when somebody plays like Ristic Study and they're like, Are you gonna pay the one? Wilson's oh kinda Wilson's kinda over there like you're gonna discard a guard or yeah. you want that oh, trigger? Yeah. Do you want that trigger? I don't think you do. Uh, <laughs> or you're you're playing against mono white and all of a sudden you play your spell that you need to win the game but with perfect mana and you have nothing left over and he mana types you. Yeah, which is a counter spell that's in white, and you want to flip the table. You're just like, that's it. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I will like, say she uh, is one, she is one of those, and you can kind of if you think this is true, there, Wilson. But she does seem like one of those. Just it is a control master, and you're going to find yourself in a situation where there's no good option. Yeah, and that's that's actually my favorite play style is just to give you a bunch of bad options. In Infinity, I, I played Shazvasti before they got bumped, like buffed a little bit. Yeah. And I spent I spent half a season at number one in the US just by creating bad opportunities for people. And yeah, I mean it, it's a game of resources, right? And if you can have your opponent waste those resources, you're gonna come out probably on top. Yeah, man. That that Bill Bill's challenge is is an amazing ability. Um, at, at stat seven versus willpower, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. And then you can, you can get a focus off the trigger. Yeah. You, you put that on a valedictorian and you have the valedictorian, like the valedictorian's not near Bill Algren and your opponent has no cards. Yep. If he has cards, he's going to have to discard them and then something else will benefit from it. So. Oh, I didn't know Bill uh, got to heal and gets fast when your opponent reveals his scheme. Yep. That's cute. He's definitely a disgusting piece whenever you do damage to him and also turn turn ends and you go, all right, I, I declare, you know, whatever. Uh, that didn't make charges. And then Bill goes, I healed three and I'm fast now. Yeah. I'm like, really? I Really? I was trying to kill you, man. <laughs> yeah, but but, but even, even better is the heroic intervention. Yeah. Best ability oh, that he love, has. I love that. The swine first have it. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It's like, oh, you're trying to get a, a scheme? Okay. Heroic intervention. You're very grateful. Take your scheme out. And then and not not to mention if he's fast, he can almost ping pong all the way to the deployment zone. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. I've I've done that before. Just like ping, ping, ping. Okay, he's now with all the soft and squishies. Hmm. It, oh, that really also just recently got better because of the changes to Towards and Away. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's another thing that I saw that I was a little bit disturbed. Uh, I was like, wait, why are you charging? Uh, I mean, why are you intervention in an angle? He's like, because I can. Yeah, because you, I'm pick, like, oh, you pick any points on the base now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it took me a second and a half. I'm like, oh, my God, this is not good. <laughs> this is not okay. That ability was too good before. Yeah, it will totally maximize his ability to get where he wants to get. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, he, he opens up so much opportunity. When your opponent needs to either, A, declare both schemes in one turn or give you two turns of a fast healed Bill Algren. Yeah, once again, just bad options, right? Mm-hmm. So looking at it, it, so this is a dark horse, so that does mean that there's going to be picks that you don't want to bring her. So what is a master or a crew where it's like, yeah, I can't bring her into that? I, I think it's more strategy related. Like I would okay. keep, keep her away from from Killy strategies. I don't think her her, her crew is, is good at isolating and destroying something, but they're not there to beat face. They're there more to manipulate. Okay. Um, I haven't met a master that I don't think she can handle. Okay, so it's more the pool then that you're looking at. Yeah, also, with, with her. Yeah. I, I can't think of a master that would be like, oh, Yoko's done. Well, something that I recommend not ignoring is if you know the player, you can also kind of guess because you know if you know the player from previous games, you can figure out more or less what masters he's going to bring. Or you can right? figure out that this is an alpha strikey player Exactly. And, uh, Yoko probably doesn't want to be. <laughs> I'm <spot>. in danger. <laughs> That's exactly right. I, I can think of uh, one or two vassal players. That if you're playing, play. if you're playing against the Texas meta, <laughs> <laughs> or Dixon, <laughs> it depends. It depends because um, I would say that if now that you mention it, if it was uh, Nikima, mm. um, I think the the crew is so beady. That I, I might I might stray away from from Yoko, so but I wouldn't know it's Nakima. So if Nakima was the chosen master against Yoko, I would go a little more resilient on the crew. Maybe throw in some armored armored squad armored stuff just to throw it off a bit. Yeah, um, I was gonna I was gonna ask, do you like any versatile models with her? Or are there any ones that you bring pretty consistently with her? Yeah, the um, the Dawn Serpent for sure. Yep, and then. Uh, I don't know how how I think Fuhatsu is still a a, a beast, um, but I don't like taking him because I feel like he's the obvious pick. <laughs> you, well, you, you said in the beginning that you like to prove that models that don't work, you know, can work. And if you bring Fuhatsu, you're kind of like, eh, you know, maybe a little asterisk on this one. So Fuhatsu took a hit. Most people don't bring them as often because they don't have as, uh, as an easy option to give him focus. This is the problem. You talking yeah, about because of the, the cap Dixon? Is that what you're talking about? No, he well, the cap is a problem, yes. But Fuhatsu, you used to like bring like a Tanuki, and Tanuki's are versatile as well, and mm-hmm. he will give him two focus from the get-go. And then one focus is something else. Tanuki can't do that anymore. Yeah. So because the Tanuki can't do that anymore, you have to look at in keyword crews that can actually give Fuhatsu both movement and focus. Yeah, well, this crew can give Fuhatsu movement. Um, and the Tanuki, although they did tweak them a little bit, I still like them for the crew. But as far as versatiles, I think it's between um, Fuhatsu, if I feel like my opponent is going to try and uh, stay away from me, I'll take Fuhatsu. And certain crews where I feel the crew is super mobile, I'll bring a samurai, but that's it. Yeah. No, 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 not, not a samurai, the lone swordsman. 
Yeah. Yeah, the lone swordsman. That guy. Oh my lord, I hate that guy. He has some nice mobilities and he has the trigger that, that makes someone discard a card, so that that and the I will murder you this activation thing. Yeah. Those two things. That yeah. that you discard it and I'm going to kill this thing dead and get solstice out of it is just super gross. Yeah, in, in the right in the right map, in the right scenario, I would take him. But the popular one for me is Dawn Serpent because the opponent will waste an activation, bring it down to one, and then I just activate it, leech off life, make people discard cards and and, and boogie. That's interesting. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen anybody bring lone swordsman, so that's kinda interesting that you bring them sometimes. Back in uh GG one when uh Sparks was actually useful, people used them in Mayfang Cruise. Okay. Because Mei Fang would have Sparks, and Sparks could load up the Swordsman with both uh, Fast and uh, Bomb Explosive bomb, in the belly. Bombs in your belly, yeah. Yep. And then all of a sudden, that, that lone Swordsman was just death on wheels. It was just, I will kill anything that's in front of you and get like four to six soul stones. That's, inter- that's an interesting little combo. Can't nope. do that anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Poor Sparks. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. With the balanced sword and the ability to add pass tokens to the crew, the last breath and and creep along, I I, I like the lone swordsman. Well, I like creep along anyways. Um, I used to, or I do use that a lot with the puppets for Neverborn. So that's always something I enjoy seeing on a card. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I bring them when I feel like my opponent's going to try and outmaneuver me, and I just need someone that can kind of take a flank. All right. Well, looking at it, Wilson. So this is all kind of we're theory crafting a little bit with how she works now because you're you're soon to get games on Vassal with her. Yeah, but what, yeah, what are you most excited about when you actually get this get this crew together and start finding the combos? What's what's maybe and it could be a magical Christmas land, but what's the thing where you're like, I'm going to try this and I think it'll be awesome. That's a good question. I, I making would say... people cry. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> But when I play her, my goal is basically to to just exhaust your hand, <laughs> and then after that, after that, I'm in control because I have I have a ideally six cards still in my hand. So is it almost like you you want to figure out how quickly you can get them to zero cards? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm picking on their on their lowest willpower unit, um, reducing their hand size, exhausting their their good hand. And after that, I'm in control. I keep the momentum of the game and hopefully, you know, pull out the win. Um, she does have cutting words now, the ability to give slow on a stat six. That's beautiful. So, <laughs> you know, cutting words, your beater, then riddles in, in the dark, some other dude, confuse the crap out of your crew and then own somebody. That's, yeah. it, it's, not, it's not like I have a magical combo. It's just the crew is gonna be so in tune now yeah i i feel like i was talking um i was talking with people about her before obviously all this and the comment i kept getting from people was they like the crew it usually was her that held the crew down in their opinion yeah and now she's like oh riddles in the dark mental trauma mental trauma mental trauma suck it suck it suck it i draw a card i draw a card i draw a card or take nine, one of the two, whichever you feel like. It. Yeah, it's like, do you want to do you want to die or do you want to discard cards? Or, I, I mean, I could also see you waiting until you've already made them use their cards 
and then them not having a choice and just being like, well, you don't have any cards to discard, so take three. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing. With her serene continence, she doesn't have to be the first activation. Just let them waste the resources. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna take a hit. She is. She has soul stones. Mm. I'll probably have at least six to seven soul stones when I play with her. But when she activates and you have no cards, yeah, there's there's nine potential damage coming your way. And then the, <laughs> the we the we own you lets her control what, what's gonna happen. If I can put you out of position, it's gonna be key. Um, if I can pick up one of the scheme markers that you decided to drop, that's going to be key. Yeah, yeah. See, I think Wilson, if you and I were to play and you played Yoko, I feel like you would have a great time playing against me for two reasons. One, I tend to be very <laughs> loose with my hand. Okay. I tend to play it where I want. I don't plan, right? I'm just using it when I feel it. That means I spend them really quickly and then I'm going to get frustrated and I might start yelling at my models. Wilson, Wilson, I saw this man on his second or third activation. I forgot which one it was. His third. He had no cards in hand. None. Hey, it's the Bayou way of life, man. You just you go with no, the deck. No, it's not. It's the Pete way of life. I'd never seen that in tournament play. I mean, it wasn't a tournament first off. I know, but you were like, oh, I do this every day. I do it even if it was a tournament. Like You just came out and said that without yeah, prompting. So I will say, I mean, usually it's not turn three. Usually... I mean, it's it's not unreal for me to just blow through my hand in the first like four or five activations easy. Just, it's just because you know it's like especially, and I kind of play like I feel it out. Like if if I see that I'm flipping crappy cards, and I I'm like okay, I want to get some value off this, and I know my deck's you know hot towards the end of it, I'll be a little more loose with it. So I'm not a total idiot with it, but you know I am it's loose me. with it. It's not about you being an idiot. That's just you not caring. Like it's just like I don't care about life. I do like, like ran- <laughs> I, I do like I like random stuff, dude. I like I I don't care. Uh, like I, that's I'm, so funny. The, the quicker I get through the deck, the more I can shuffle it up and flip more cards. Right. I mean, I, that's what Wilson wants, right? That's what you want somebody to like end their hand in like two or three activations. Yes, but um, <laughs> if you if you if you hold your hand, the danger is that mm. I'm gonna um chio you. Or backroom dealings, you see. I'm good, and, and then you're out of your 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 high cards in your hand are gone. Okay. Or, may, or maybe you have the black joker, and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's put that back into into circulation. But oh. also, I I will say that is why I play. I think the cruise that I do, um, I play kin. Kin gets through my deck really quick. I play zip. Zip can you know draw cards and get attacks and get through the deck pretty quick. Um, even Wong's crew, you know, I'm. I'm basically doing a bunch of attacks and I'm drawing cards and I'm shooting myself and, you know, there's a lot of flips going on there. So I play crews that actually like to go through the deck and I'm like, you know, they're not all going to hit. So let's just not even try to plan around it. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Besides, again, you were playing against Chris, which was a fun game. You didn't really care about like, you know, what crazy crap you're going to come up with. Right. And it's almost like, you know, when you're, and you, you guys have probably all been in this moment. So you're playing a game mm-hmm. and you do something and then your opponent tries to counter it. Well, you're already invested in it. So you have two choices. Either you can be like, okay, I wasted those resources. Let's move on. That's yeah. not me, right? I'm like, oh no, we're invested. This is going to work. Let's dedicate more to it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's usually when I lose. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. But everybody does it, right? There's you find yourself in that moment. You're like, I really should have just got out of there. Be like, I, I've done. Tried to kill this lamp pad for three rounds. I need to finish this <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take our L and move on. I gotta say that change to the lamp pad. Super annoying model now. Very yeah. Very annoying. But um, oh, but cool. I I enjoyed playing that opponent um with the lamp pads and and it was a learning to never chase down lamp pads again. <laughs> so what specifically with their rule change was annoying about them? Uh, now they're significantly harder to kill because they can put down fire and whatever they teleport and heal and become an unkillable godslaying monster basically. <laughs> they have fire again. So, uh, like, literally, they're constantly on fire and fire the fencem. So you have to hit them for, like, eight times for, like, four damage each to actually kill them. Okay. Yeah, and, and then if it, if they die within, I think it's six inches of a pyre yep. marker, they just replace the pyre marker with a lamp pad. Discard a card, discard the, the pyre marker, teleport in base contact, get fire to do it again. Which uh, Yoko will not have a problem with that because there won't be any cards to discard. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. Forgot there you go. See, that. so they can't come back if you don't have any cards. Not, not, <laughs> not to mention our good friend, the Charm Order. Everybody's oh, there you go. Monk. Perfect. Fucking Charm Orders. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this because I think there, and this will probably be the last thing we talk about here, but I, there, I find there's two camps when it comes to erratas and frequently asked questions. So. There's two camps, either one camp, you know, you enjoy the, the erratas and stuff because it lets you play new masters. It lets you see masters get buffs. And then there's the other camp that likes to bitch and moan because their toys got touched. So I don't, I don't know which one you guys usually fall in, but I think it, mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to see. I think Wilson, you're obviously loving it at this point. <laughs> yeah. I like change. Um, I think when there's an imbalance, they should correct it. Um, I think that eliminating models, even though it's it's a business choice and it's still keeping it fluffy, is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm I like development. I find yeah. that interesting. The only changes I I hate are changes that ruin a whole faction. For you know, for example, in 40k they came out with some tech priest with two skulls that ruined every scouting unit and, and, and this is 40k guys for those who you don't know ruined every scouting mo units uh move ruined every infiltration and cost 40 points out of 2000 yeah and i, th I think know? it's harder to do that with malifo though right because you can see a key word kind of get smashed mm. but it, i i at least the you know year and a half whatever i've been playing now two years i guess now whatever yep. um it, it's I haven't seen it where like a whole faction gets smashed. It's it's like usually a master amalgam. Amalgam <laughs> got destroyed. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but and, to uh, be fair, amalgam amalgam was pretty damn brutal. It's like I played games against that where I just felt like there was no there was no chance. I mean, the the problem is Wilson and yeah, because I felt that way also when playing against them. It wasn't like I was winning all the time against amalgam. Uh, the problem is the data says that they're not a problem. So they were not winning. We were having problems because of our playstyles, maybe. And now they're not even being seen. Like, they're out completely. Do you think they're destroyed? Because from what I read, I, I don't think they've been, like, toilet, toileted or flushed. I think they're, yeah. they're just okay now. 
No, I so far, uh, many other games that I've seen in the data, Amalgam is suffering. Like, they're sub-30% win rate. Well, you know, you make that deal with the devil, you're going to have to get the do, you know, when uh, yeah. so, when, you're, when your models get smashed and nerfed. It'll and, be and, one know, year. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, but that's the thing, right? It's like, if you're going to play competitively, or even if you like playing the broken stuff, like, that's fine. But then don't go crying when your stuff gets touched by the nerf bat, right? It's like, because the community is an organism that needs to stay functioning. And when you let a cancer grow, like some of the broken stuff that tends to happen, you know, from time to time, that causes problems. And I think from what I've seen, I think Weird has done a good job balancing that. I haven't seen anything crazy like, I mean, I always like to go to the farmers and Guild Ball just because I think that's one of the best examples of, a really big problem in a game not getting dealt with quickly enough. Uh, what was our win rate? Something like 70-something percent. It was like right? 73%. It was yeah, ridiculous. It was ridiculously high. And we're talking like worldwide. People were playing games in person and on Vassal, and the data just came out with, this is ridiculous. Like, this thing is not losing. Yeah. What's it called? The Threshpocalypse. There you go. Yeah, well talking about the farmers and using them as an example sometimes a new faction will be very op because people aren't used to dealing with it and i think that's what we're seeing a little bit with explorers yeah I um, that. because people are playing against new things right and then there's certain things that just need to be toned down a little bit i think the colette toned down with the combination of how they changed um distraction Distracted. i still think she's gonna be sexy she's gonna I, be really, I think so. really good um yeah. and then with the changes they did to von stuck um it's the von stuck i don't i don't know how many times i beat him but i would i would say less often than, than, than usual less than my hand yeah <laughs> and, and and von stuck was the only master that i've ever met that can like wipe out two of my beaters in the first round if I'm not, yeah. I'm not positioned right. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah, I will say that I did play Von Stuck post-nerf, and I think I think he still won the game, but I felt more in the game because it wasn't as overwhelming as it was before the nerf. It, it just felt like – it felt fair. It just felt like that, you know, they're, they're playing regular Malifaux now. They don't have – the summoner shenanigans on top of being a really good crew. Uh, they still draw like 20 something. They, they do, but game. that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I know I you hate it, but I don't like it at all. Like it's why too damn much. Resurrectionists <laughs> have two crews that draw like 30 something cards a game. Well, um, play one of those crews. What do you want? I, you could, no. you could, you could, you could play Lynch <laughs> Dixon. You can always play Lynch and always have 13s in your, in your hand. There you go. Yeah, that's true. I, could. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to play 10 Thunders, but yes, I definitely could do that. I'm actually 10 Thunder curious, not going to lie. Yeah, no. You know, it's kind of, this is so weird and funny at the same time. Uh, before GG2 came out, Lynch was the, the dark horse of the faction. Yeah. And now, like after GG2 came out, Joker went from trash tier to the dark horse of the faction. Yeah. How do you feel about that, uh, Wilson? Hey man, I I love Lynch. He's so good. <laughs> He's my best master overall. I always have a thirteen in my hand. Well, and and it's amazing. It's, it's also just like think about the theme, and then just the models look cool for Lynch. Mm. So I don't even care what Lynch does. It just looks like a blast to play. He makes your master into a hooker. Yeah, man. I love. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I love pimp. I love pimping out the Victorias. I that. 
uh, <laughs> pimping out everything. There my, you go. My my hidden. If I'm losing the game, I will concentrate on pimping out the master. Because at least you get that. <laughs> at least I get that. So my ten Thunder crews were Mei Feng because she's Mei Feng. She's freaking awesome. Uh, Jacob Lynch and uh, Yoko. And I just picked up Misaki because I feel like she's going to be really good uh, in Duel Masters. And I, I like her in general as well. Mm. But uh, those are very beautiful crews. Lynch is a beautiful crew. Uh, Yoko's a beautiful crew. And then Mei Feng, maybe not beautiful, but her mobility is just amazing. I was a little mad because I did pick up McCabe and, you know, he got touched a little bit. So that kind of, I was like, eh. That was the only one that I was kind of not great with. Mm. Yeah. But I understand I, it, I guess. I, I, they, they tried. To make the crew better I, I feel like the changes to mccabe were more like this is how mccabe is working this is not how we want him to work you know <laughs> <laughs> this is not our intention to make him a run into your army and kill everything kind of yeah guy. that that is funny because you, you know as a designer as a developer for a game you have like the fluff and you're like okay this is the way i want it to work on the table and then you see these gamers just like totally twist what you did and just do something ridiculous with it. And you're just like, no, that's not it. <laughs> that's not where we want to go. No, we, we didn't want double infiltrating samurais with Gatling guns. We, we didn't want that. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> the hell? I, I don't, I don't know why the samurais have Gatling guns, but whatever. They have no honor. Dude. That's, that's a, that's a model. That's still a problem, isn't it? Am I the only one that thinks that the samurai is still it's a problem? Still good. I mean, I'd bring it. He's he's really good. I, I don't think he's he's broken. I, I still think he's good. Although I, mean, he, he I did, think you're wrong. <laughs> he, he, he did one shot my uh, beast within in the last match that I played. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. do that. <laughs> so, so maybe I'm just in denial, Dixon. <laughs> so Dixon, we kind of didn't get your answer there. Are you more of a proponent? Like, do you like seeing stuff get balanced? Or are you kind of one of those people that your thing gets nerfed and you want to, you know, kind of yell about it? So I, the problem is, like, I I want things to be balanced, but apparently my definition of balance is is not something that people share with me. So because <laughs> I want everything to be apparently that's playable. not socially acceptable. <laughs> I want everything to be playable. For example, there's still a whole bunch of models in the game, and I, I I'm I'm sick and tired of repeating face. So I'm not even gonna go with those. I want to see death marshals. I want to see uh, more Witchling Stalkers, you know, Monster Hunters, Latigo Pistoleros. I want to see models well, that don't see the table often. Let me ask you this. So Weird has revealed that they're doing the, the what, what? I don't know, what, what are they calling it? The dual, the, not the dual master, but the... Titles. Alter, yeah, the titles. There you are. So, right. I mean, what do you think about those? Do you think that can fix some of the problems they're having with some of the keywords and some of the models? I... I the problem is it could potentially do it, but I don't know if it's going to be in a way that it's good for the game. I don't know if that makes sense. Because I can make Latico Pestoleros OP if I make a master that gives them all plus one to all duels and hard to kill. It depends how they do it. I mean, kind of, uh, I mean, Wilson alluded to this a little bit with 40K, but I mean, I remember playing Fantasy in 40K and there's times where your master just, or not your master, but your faction just sucks. And you just realize it's not going to be like a year or two until you see a buff. So or 17. 
I mean, it depends. I mean, or they might just kill off your whole game. I mean, it depends, right? But yeah, it <laughs> happened to me with Demon Hunters. I used to play Grey Knights from the very beginning, and it took like 17 and then they years were for them to get. Exactly. 17 years later, they were the best faction for like six years in a row. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember because that was right at the end of when I stopped playing 40K. And mm-hmm. I just remember we went to the tournaments, and it was, I think at that time, it was Grey Knights and Blood Angels were the two like hotness. Uh, Space Wolves, I believe it was in. Fifth. They were they were up there too. So I don't know when it was. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that it was a part where it was Dark Angels. It's fine. But the point is, that's a Blood, thing that 40k Blood, does. The Blood Angels, not the Dark Angels, but gotcha, yeah, gotcha. But like 40k does that. Malifaux so far hasn't done that, and I'm happy. I just wish that they have fixed the Transmortis keyword rather than try to nerf Von Stuck and see if that sticks. Have you the, had games against him in in the new uh, version? I play against against Brian, uh, Brian the you know Brian Bauer from the podcast when yeah. when we were doing Riva, he went Von Stuck single master against me with Titania and Pandora. Okay, how'd that work out? Uh, he won three to two. There was a meat grinder in the middle, and then two things happened that was like super re- ridiculous. One of the students of Viscera uh, had five duels in a row. No, no, uh, one, two, three, it's four, four duels in a row where he hit uh, Titania for ten damage. <laughs> he succeeded he succeeded in hitting her four times and in between one of those he hit her for four damage and she had no more stones like it was gross yeah <laughs> i mean and that's kind of what i'm saying is i think that weird does a good job of balancing and not necessarily nerfing to unplayable i mm-hmm. i think the the worst situation that we saw with that Mm-hmm. where it was like just not playable was the first errata that they did for, I think it was Gaining Grounds 1, right? where Homegirl from uh, Outcast got nerfed into the ground because of Aeonis just got beat up. Yep, and she still hasn't recovered, but like you can go single models. Uh, when was the last time you saw the rider from the Ten Thunders? There's a rider for Ten Thunders? <laughs> yeah, see? I don't Isn't know if there? you're joking. No, yeah, I'm, not. I'm, I'm, not. I'm like legit not. What's it called? Yeah. Um, that's who heat or some shit like that. Just look up, um, versatile 10 thunders. You're going to be able to see him. Uh, he, he doesn't come back. He got nerfed from zero to one. And I, I have not seen him in a single game period. End of story. What's he called? The loan? No, that's not it. No, no, no. Just look up versatile. One Euro. No, not one. Euro, no, no, no. Not one. Euro. Um, just uh, Yasunori. Oh, Lord. Yashun- yeah. That's Yasunori. Yasunori. Yeah. 11 costs. And uh, he's he seems cool, but I've never played him. No, he's like on a dragon, like a dragon thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's he a, used to is be he the rider. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he used to be hyper broken. He's the rider for Ten Thunders. He was super broken in GG Zero, and then as you can see, Arata Twenty Twenty, he has not come back since. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know he existed. I didn't know it was a writer, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I knew he existed, but I think I, I never thought of him as valuable at 11 stones. Because he's <laughs> terrible now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, any, any last words you guys want to put in before we uh, wrap this thing up? I'm just saying you guys need to watch out for Yoko because I'm, 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 I'm bringing her in Vassal for the next, uh, for the next round. And uh, I might just try and play her every round just to get some some mileage with her. I think she's, she's very versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, and her changes have, have really changed her game. I'm really interested to see just how much I'll be playing Saturday with, with, uh, with Yoko on one of the leagues. I'm really excited about it. Now you said Saturday, 
Uh, Pete? <laughs> what about Saturday? The tournament. Oh, right. On, that man. thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, uh, so actually I think I'm going to, I'm going to look at doing it. I'm going to see if I can, I got to check to see if the store has Wi-Fi that we can use. Mm. Um, I might actually just throw like one of the cheap travel cameras that I have and maybe just try to stream, uh, one of the tables while we're playing. Nice. Cause that'd be cool. But I was going to say, Wilson, are you're, are you up in Northern Virginia too? I'm in Maryland. Yeah, that's so, right. Same area. So we'll definitely have to keep in touch because I know uh, as things open back up that definitely looking to travel to some events. And I know that there are some great gaming areas or gaming groups up there in that area of the East Coast. Yeah, for sure, man. You're, you're, you're welcome to come on up for Nova. I don't run the Nova Open Malifaux event, but it's 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 really well attended. Um, and and we'll always have a good time. Uh, more than likely, we'll... we'll be having that again but uh stay tuned you know they do have a facebook page the nova open um and i believe they have a twitter account as well cool yeah and i, I honestly the way things are going i mean as far as vaccinations and everything i i don't anticipate i, I think finally everybody's waking up to it because even with like a lot of infomercials and even uh just live events and things people are starting to like, hey, we're vaccinated, so we're going to be unmasked and playing and stuff. And I think as long as you you have that expectation, I mean, I, I don't see any reason not to. It, it's just one of those things that's going to open back up because people are actually getting vaccinated. Um, all those anti-vaxxers can just stay away, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> in, I think in our community, people are definitely open to play. I put a poll up on uh, one of the Infinity, Infinity Facebook groups. Yeah. And. I would say maybe 40% were like, hell yeah, let's do it tomorrow. And the other 40% were like, hell yeah, as long as everybody's vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's just one of those things where, yeah, I, I just, I think it's just people are opening up to it. People are accepting it. And just, it's funny because at the tournament on Saturday, I actually am giving out tickets and you're going to use those to put in the raffle that you want to raffle for the uh, certain boxes. And one of the ways you can actually get a ticket is by showing that you've been vaccinated for COVID. So, you know, it doesn't seem like much, but I think just if everybody tries to encourage everybody that they know to get vaccinated, it's going to move things along a lot quicker. Without a doubt, man. And and that raffle ticket idea, it's sweet. Yep. When, when I start doing some more tourneys and I think in, we're doing a outdoor tourney in May. So the week after your event on the 22nd, we've already got a, a booked 12 dudes nice. uh but then there's a new store that we want to help out and maybe try and throw a tournament there in june but they have room for like i think we can get 20 25 people no problem oh cool all right well i think with that being said we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up make sure that you guys are supporting the podcast putting out almost weekly episodes now we're pretty much back up to that um been a lot of fun recording with everybody and got pretty much every other week we have an article going up on the ragequitwire.com website as soon as all these events start cooking up you can start seeing probably updates with that we'll put like who won the tournament what were some of the lists we saw uh because i actually am printing off basically rosters and results so i'll be able to accurately show people what happened in the tournament because i think people want to know that they want to know what people are bringing what's working what's not working what are the matchups so I th I'm definitely going to put that stuff up on the website after the tournament. Probably, probably that Monday or Tuesday, I'll start putting some information up about it. 
cool, man. I'll, I'll let you know about uh, my adventures with the, the new Yoko. Nice, Post. nice. Might have to, yeah, I was gonna say, might have to give you a, get, get your opinion on how it actually works out. All right, well, until next time, folks, make sure that you guys flip cards, flip tables, and we'll see you all next time. <laughs>